0: This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is a shareable mini episode where I ask the guest 10 important, big questions, and they have to answer them as fast as they possibly can. I call it Think Fast. Welcome back to Shareable. Today on Think Fast, my guest, Rick. Mauer And I'm going to ask him 10 questions that he has to answer as quickly as he can. Rick, the rules of this are you have to get the answer out of your mouth as fast as possible, but you can answer the question slowly. You can take as much time as you want to elaborate on your answer, contextualize it, whatever you need. But the goal is that it's kind of like level one thinking. I want instinct. The first thing that comes to your mind in any of this. Are you ready for Think fast? I'm ready. All right. First question. What book should everyone read? You can't say your own books because that's cheating.
1: <laughs> um. Zen and the Art of Archery. Zen and the, and archery. the reason I said it, it had a huge impact on my life. And it's not a religious book, by the way. It's about a guy wanted to, a German guy went to Japan and wanted to learn Zen. And people said, well, you could learn the tea ceremony, which is a very elaborate kind of thing. And he said, or you could learn archery. And he said, ooh, archery, I like that. <laughs> yeah. and, and what amazed him is that the focus wasn't on making the bullseye. It was about the whole process of how you stand there and you do it. And it's that being in the moment and being attentive to everything going on in the moment. And then not magically, you wouldn't say it this way. The arrow goes and you're, you're on the target and you're near the bullseye. But I, it's had a profound impact on my
0: life. I love it. I remember um, in my early 20s, I started snowboarding. And a friend of mine told me about, I believe, a book called The Zen of Snowboarding. And I just remember how, when I started to get really good at snowboarding, and still to this day, one of my favorite things to do is be on a mountain snowboarding, is that it's just a place where I lose all sense of time, all sense of everything except being in that moment and making the next turn and looking down the mountain a little bit ahead of me and making sure I understand the terrain and just being totally present. Even when I'm on the lift, I feel very centered and at peace and the the quiet, the wind rustling by my ear. It's just so like, anyway, okay. Back to, back to thinking fast. Okay. So what's your favorite podcast? And as much as you want to, you can't say shareable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite podcast you know, it's one that I haven't heard, but my wife listens to all the time. And so the quotes from it, and it is by uh, Preet Barara, who used to work at the United States Department of Justice. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've heard, pod, well, I did hear a couple of podcasts with him. hes He knows a lot, but he's hes one of those hosts who just is interested in the other person and what they've been doing, you know, and, and I will give you a plug. It's sort of like you. I mean, oh, but it's, you. yeah, but you listened to him, uh, the couple times that I did hear him on drives with Kathy. And it's just he really he's curious. And then his questions come out of his curiosity. And it's just, yeah, it's it's great.
0: That's what fuels my show, man. Okay. What negative experience in your life are you most happy that it happened to you?
1: Wow. Um I um was getting out of college And um, I was going to have to go to the military. Uh, There was a draft then. And I remember auditioning for an army band that was located in the Midwest. And I just froze. I messed up completely. I mean, it just no one would have ever hired me. And I and I realized that while I was doing it, they were they were nice people. They were polite. And, and then a month after that, I, I uh, auditioned for the United States Army Band in Washington, D.C., which is considered their main band. It's also a career band that if you're there, you could stay 30 years if you wanted. And even though I got nervous during that one, I was so much more prepared. And I had been through the audition process once already. So it wasn't as new. And uh, so, yeah.
0: Got it. Failing on the freezing up on the first one. Got yeah. it. Okay, what is a lesson that you wished you learned earlier in life?
1: Uh, I wish I had learned to say no to projects much earlier. And about I've been in business for just over 40 years. And about 15 years ago, I had a year where I had three really big consulting projects. You know, if you'd looked at these projects and the, you know, and all you wow, this is great. I ended up hating all three of them. One was it's something I shouldn't have said yes to. It was work that didn't excite me anymore. And I said, yes, and it was just my fault. I, you know, and I didn't realize I was phoning it in. And it was a real, it's still to this day, it's still an embarrassment that I just gave phoned in kind of service. The other two, the clients were acting in bad faith with it, with each other saying, oh yeah, well, this is what we wanted," And so I'm saying to, my wife, Kathy, I said, God, maybe I'm not any good as a consultant anymore. I'd been doing it for 30 years at this point or something. And she said, well, maybe you were never any good. Uh, I don't think you've lost your skills in the last six months. Maybe you were never any good. And she knew that would make me laugh, by the way. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll tell people and they go, oh, you poor dear. But <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and so I got to talk and she said, look, you just took up music again and you love it why don't you just back off from work a little bit and take and play more music? And I didn't do that, but I was thinking about it. I was talking to a friend of mine and she said, well, why aren't you listening to your wife? And I said, well, I don't want to retire. Um, I, I, it just, the concept just doesn't appeal to me, but I want to know that there's some money there in case for some reason I changed my mind or I had to. And she said, well, how much more money do you need? And I said, I don't know. And she said, that'll keep you working. And th- so combining what my friend Kim said and what Kathy said, I thought, what if I only take work that gives me as much pleasure as music? That has changed everything. And I can tell most of the times on a phone call, if this is gonna be a good fit, if it's the kind of thing that I should say yes to. And had a, I don't think I would have listened to that advice as a young man and was hungry, but had I done that, I think I would have not taken on projects like facilitating meetings for people that had nothing to do with a project I was working on just as a facilitator. I hated doing that. I can do it okay, but nobody's ever going to say, oh, you know, you ought to hire Rick to do that. But the stuff that I do really well, people go, oh, you ought to call Rick. And had I learned that earlier, it would have been, I wish I'd learned it earlier. So
0: awesome, man. Uh, What do you think is the most important skill of the future?
1: The ability to stay present. Hmm. I think wow. the, I think yeah, I, you I don't know, know if I've heard
0: that answer before on this, but that's a good one.
1: Hmm. You know, I you know, if I thought more about it, maybe something else, but I don't know. I mean you're not this, supposed it, to
0: think more about it. It's fast, okay. think fast. And your think fast answer was a really good one. All right, okay. what industry or career path has the most promising future or potential?
1: Uh, I don't know other than something if you're like in college or something something that gives you lots of flexibility uh so that because the world is changes so quickly to get it locked into hey i'm going to be this kind of engineer i'm going to be that i think is just
0: do, could you think be a per- do you think there's a particular discipline that would that if you're keeping yourself open and flexible, so for instance, uh, some people might say like communications or coaching. Some people would say computer programming or data science or analytics or something. Is there marketing, sales? Like all of those are things that you could look at it from a certain perspective and say, you could be pretty flexible with that. And then there's other things you think, oh, the robots are coming. So mm. is there is there any particular angle that you would take on that flexibility?
1: Yeah, I think... I do think that a liberal arts education is a good thing, and I think we lose that because we we want to be so technologically competent we've got to you know that we're you know that we're demanding a lot of ourselves and I understand that when I go to a doctor, I want that doctor to know <laughs> what he or she's doing but but I think those that have a broader uh foundation can also see different things and are more open to different possibilities you know and i don't mean that you have to have a degree in you know, 19th century, you know, English literature or anything, but it's that curiosity about things that are outside your profession. I'm, my profession is organization development. And sometimes I hate getting around to fellow professionals because that's all they know to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it bores me to tears. Yeah. And then I have others that that's their profession, but they're interested in our things. And consequently, their work
0: shows it. Yeah. So... I dig it. Okay. Uh, What's one thing that everybody listening to this episode should go and do today? It's something they have to be able to at least start today, if not complete.
1: I would say, and this actually comes from my uh, seizing moments of possibility, is start observing other people working with each other, just out of curiosity to go, huh, that's interesting boy, Jeff is talking himself into a hole right there. That's interesting. Wow. Look at that. People are paying attention. They're giving him money. Now that, that ability to, before we act, just observe. It also really helps us being the present. to go back to one of the earlier questions.
0: Love it. Love it. Okay. If you could have any one superpower, Rick, what would it be?
1: Oh, one superpower. Um, to help to help myself and others to be open to differences and differences where they i mean where, where we are ter- terribly polarized i would love it if i had the capacity to actually talk with somebody who thought their thinking was 180 degrees from mine and we could actually communicate um with civility and, and, and openness and respect for the other. If I had that for myself, that would be a hell of a superpower. But if I could, if I could help others with that, that would be great. Great.
0: Okay. So here's the fun part of that question. What would you be willing to sacrifice to have that superpower?
1: Uh, I'd be willing to sacrifice um, the paid work that I do. Okay. If it, if it got in the way of that, I'd be willing to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I can cut back here. I can cut back there. Okay. That's a great question.
0: Uh, So that question actually used to be different, but I had a guest on, uh, it might've been the previous guest from this or two episodes ago. Anyway, um, I asked him a question and he actually uh, asked me, uh he said i thought you were going to ask that or, or something so he brought that up and i was like oh my god that's such a good follow-up question to that because yeah. i'm like i'm obsessed with superheroes and, and superheroism and superpowers yeah. and all that all stuff and that's such a good thing to say like well you can have this amazing thing but what would you give up for it right because it I really do. forces you into that thinking of how bad do you actually want that and what would you give up like what's the most you would give up for that so yeah right, i, I final, like that the final question is going to probably take you a little bit to to Okay. Uh, It might, it might take, this is the big one. Okay. Uh, Have you seen any of the Marvel movies? Have you seen them all? Any of them?
1: (laughs) I don't think I have. If I have, it hasn't been a recent one.
0: Okay, cool. So I'm going to explain the premise to you uh, of the question, because you you can't really answer the question without the premise. The premise is this in the Marvel cinematic universe and the comics, there's something known as the infinity gauntlet. It is a glove. And in that glove, it holds six infinity Uh, stones. They're known as the infinity gems. And if you have the gauntlet and all of the stones in it, you have the capacity to snap your fingers and anything across time and space and reality that you can ever imagine in your mind could happen. Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe snaps his fingers to eliminate half of life in the entire universe. And then uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man snaps his fingers to bring everybody back or actually the Hulk snaps to bring everybody, but uh, Robert Downey Jr. snaps his fingers to eliminate the threat of Thanos and and his armies. But it costs him his life because when normal humans snap their fingers with the Infinity Gauntlet, the power is simply too much and they can't sustain the rest of their life. But anything that you want could happen. So question is, I have this Infinity Gauntlet. It has all six Infinity Stones in it and I can hand it to you and you could put it on your hand and you could snap your fingers in anything Anything that you could possibly think of, any change to this world, good, bad, indifferent can happen, but it will cost you your life. The question is, do you put it on? And if you do, what happens after you snap?
1: Hmm. I, <clears throat> the word greed comes to mind. I, I would have to be real clear about what <laughs> how I was... I see a lot of the world's problems uh, through the ages kind of being having to do with a power that a power that corrupts, not just just power like to get things done. And that I would I would eliminate that and I'd be willing to give up my life to eliminate that.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I've been Jeff Gibbard. This has been Rick Maurer, and this has been Think Fast, and this episode and this podcast has been Shareable. Wait, don't leave. If you've never listened to my fancy outro, do it just once for me, please. Okay, if you enjoy Shareable and you find it valuable, there's a few ways that you can support the show. One, you can share it on social media, which I strongly encourage. I mean, it's literally the name of the show, Shareable. you can review it on itunes stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and if you're an overcast user as many of my listeners are make sure to click that star button on the episodes that you like the third way that you can support the show is by blogging about it or discussing it on your own podcast or even by making a youtube video where you talk about one of the episodes and then the final way that you can support the show is by supporting it directly on patreon you can find the link in the show notes now before i let you go i want to tell you about one other thing